I fully believe your goal does not have to be become debt-free. That can be your goal. If you're just like, hey, we want to become debt-free, that's our goal. Great. But sometimes it's better to have a different goal that has more emotions tied to it because whenever there's bumps in the road or you're on this journey for a long time, you need a stronger goal that has more emotions tied to it than just become debt-free. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today, I am breaking down three simple steps that you can take to help you pay off debt fast. I'm guessing you're listening to this podcast episode because you want to see better results with your money. Maybe you're tired of debt, you're sick of student loans, or you've realized after having your federal student loan payments paused for so long how amazing it is to have that extra money in your bank account every single month. And you're like, how can I get more of this? Well, paying off debt is a really great way to eventually get to the point where you're not sending all of your hard-earned money to someone else, and instead you get to keep it and do with it what you want. I honestly believe that you do not have to make a fortune to pay off debt. You don't have to be a lawyer or a doctor or a person who brings home a ton of money to actually see results. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not always easy, but I do think it is possible. So today I'm sharing three steps you can take in your life to help you with actually making progress with your debt and your mindset. So that way you can become debt free, even if you don't make a fortune. This is perfect for anyone who wants to make a change with their money in the new year. So why should you pay off debt? Now, I know that you're probably thinking, uh, yeah, because I don't want to be sending all of my extra money to someone else. And I get it. But truly, instead of that, I mean, other than that reason, I think that debt holds us back from the life we want to live. Sure, debt can be frustrating. Sending those payments can be annoying and disheartening. However, I think even a bigger reason is because When we pay off debt, we get to choose. We more freely have choices of the life we want to live. And we're not stuck sending money that keeps us from living that life. So I'm guessing if you're listening here, you're in one of three situations. Or maybe you're in all of them. Maybe you make decent money yet you still send so much of your take-home pay to debt each month. And you're sitting here thinking, I make good money, I have a good job, but why do I feel like I have nothing left to show for it at the end of the month? Or maybe you're here because you have big goals for your life. You, It might include traveling, a family, a house, doing what you love. Maybe your big goals look like retiring two years earlier or three years earlier than planned. Or maybe your big goals looks like being able to pay for part of your kid's college or even take a really nice luxurious vacation once a year. But debt is holding you back from reaching those goals. Or maybe you're just overwhelmed with the idea of how to pay off debt. When you type in how to pay off debt into Google, you're getting thousands of search results. You don't know which one to read. And all of a sudden you're sitting here thinking, this is so much work. It's so overwhelming. I don't even know where to begin. And you start to shut down. Maybe you're all three of these. Maybe you make decent money. You have big goals for your life and you're overwhelmed. Well, if you're any of these and you're in the right place, because I'm going to be sharing with you three steps you can take to speed up your debt-free journey and kick off your new year right because who knows maybe this upcoming year could be the year that you become debt-free and if not maybe it's the year that you knock out half of your debt or 75% of your debt. So enough talking about why we all want to become debt-free and instead let's jump into the how. Here are the three steps to help you pay off debt fast. Step one is to get your family on board. Now if you're married or you have a 
partner or kids, it is so important to try your best to get them on board with paying off debt so that you can live the life you want. Now, I do think that if your family is adamantly not on board, you can still make progress on your own. You can still send extra money to debt if your spouse isn't on board because you can make changes in your sphere of influence when it comes to what you control with the money. However, I think you'll make even more progress if your family and partner is on board. So I dive really deep in episode six of the Inspire Budget podcast. I dive really deep on how to get your partner on board with finances and budgeting and everything like that. So if you're like, yes, I need more, more guidance on that, I want you to go back and listen to that episode. But right now, I'm going to give you just three tips to help you get your family on board so that you can pay off debt fast. The first tip is to find a common goal. Sometimes we have a goal for our money that our partners just don't understand, or maybe it's not a great goal and a driving motivator for them. And while it's a driving motivator for us, it's important that we find goals and driving motivators for both people in a relationship to help everyone get on the same page and working toward the same goal. Now, I fully believe your goal does not have to be become debt-free. That can be your goal. If you're just like, hey, we want to become debt-free, that's our goal. Great. But sometimes it's better to have a different goal that has more emotions tied to it because whenever there's bumps in the road or you're on this journey for a long time, you need a stronger goal that has more emotions tied to it than just become debt-free. Maybe your goal is to be able to celebrate with a really large vacation. Maybe your goal is to be able to remodel part of your house. And so freeing up these debt payments allows you to save the money and do this. But finding this common goal that you both are excited about or everyone in the family is excited about and can work toward will help you get closer to getting your partner or your family on board with the debt-free journey. The second tip to help you get your partner on board is to communicate often. And I know that you might be thinking, but I talk to them every day. But so often we actually talk to our spouses the least amount because we're at work, especially if you have kids, you know that a lot of times you're talking to your spouse about your children or you're talking to your children. And there's just not a lot of time whenever your life is really busy and especially not a lot of time to talk about money. And throw in the fact that sometimes money can be stressful. Who wants to talk about it? Who wants to do that? Because it might lead to an argument. However, I want you to try your best to communicate often about money, about your debt payoff journey, about your progress and how you're doing. So let's talk about exactly how to do that. My biggest tip is to set time together on your calendar to talk about your finances, your budget, your debt payoff plan once a week at the same time on the same day. So ours is 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. And the reason why we do this is because it becomes a habit in your life and everyone knows it's happening. So you're not catching someone off guard trying to talk about money when the other partner is not prepared. Communicating often also looks like talking to your kids, depending on their age, and explaining some of the goals that you're having as a family and explaining how things might look a little bit different, but the reasoning behind that. The older your kids are, the more they need to hear this so that way they can see how to make choices in life when it comes to their money and how to really be responsible with money. And when they see their parents doing that, it helps them internalize it for themselves as well. 
communicating often also looks like trying your very, very, very best to use a kind and respectful tone and being willing to listen to your partner and not just telling them everything. I know this is something I personally have had to work on in the past and sometimes still to this day because it's very easy whenever you're very passionate about something and you want something to want to change their mind or tell them what you think is best. And while sometimes we do know what's best, we still have to be respectful and use a kind tone so that way the other person feels like you're in this together. You need to be in this together. So that's what communicating often looks like. What does it not look like? Well, here are some things I want you to avoid and I'm telling you these as things I have actually done in the past with my husband. The first is don't bombard your partner about money, about finances, about debt right when they walk in the door from a long day at work. I have done this. It doesn't work. I'm just going to leave it at that. The second is don't use an accusatory tone. No one is perfect. There are going to be mess ups on this journey. It's not going to be a straight line. This debt-free journey is going to have bumps, but the goal is for it to be in an upward trend towards becoming debt-free. We have to be willing to give grace and forgiveness when one partner slips up about money because it's not going to be a super easy or straight path. My third tip to help you get your partner on board is to be willing to compromise. When you're willing to compromise on your goals, on how much you're willing to send to debt, each side feels heard and respected. So one example is that whenever my husband and I were paying off debt, I really needed some spending money. I was really trying to overcome some emotional spending triggers. And while he would have loved to send all, every single extra penny to debt, we had to compromise and give me some spending money so that I would not go and overspend one day and just completely out of the blue. So we had to compromise on that. I was given money every single month to help me just spend because I think it's okay to spend money. And did we pay off debt as fast? No. I mean, mathematically, no. But ultimately, because we made that compromise, I was able to stay on the journey better. So whenever you're willing to compromise, you're actually more likely to make progress in the long term because both people will continue to be on board. This is so huge when it comes to making long-term progress with your money. So that's step one with how to pay off debt fast is getting your, getting your family on board. And I gave you some tips to do that. Step two is to choose a plan that works for you and stick to it consistently. When it comes to paying off debt, it can be a little bit overwhelming at first whenever you Google how to pay off debt and you see thousands of results and you're sitting here wondering, how do I know the best way? Which plan is best for me? That can be very overwhelming. There's a debt snowball plan. There's a debt avalanche plan. There's You can create your own unique plan. There's one where you pay off all of your family loans first or your emotion, the ones that are like emotionally draining to you, you paid off those loans first. But here's the deal. All I want you to do is just choose a plan that works for you and stick to it consistently. The sticking to it consistently part is the more important part here. Choose a plan. That should not take you long. It shouldn't take you long to just choose one. And then it's about sticking to it consistently over time that is going to make a bigger impact on your debt-free journey. The plan that you choose is not the biggest impact. The ability to actually stay disciplined is going to have a bigger impact. So 
our family, we personally chose the debt snowball method. And that is because I needed the motivators, the motivation along the way. I needed to see us pay off debt and have some of our loans gone to be able to emotionally say, okay, yes, this is worth it. We can do this. I believe in us. And it almost gave me this confidence I was lacking with money. I had such little confidence with my ability with money that I needed this boost. And the debt snowball method gave me the boost I needed to tell me, hey, Allison, you've got this. You can do this. You do know what you're doing. You are capable. That's what I needed. And that's what helped me and my husband stick to the plan consistently. Now, I do think that my husband is is very data-driven. He's not very emotional, so he could have done very well with the debt avalanche method, but ultimately, we had to choose a plan that would work for both of us together. Every person is different, every family is different, but it's not as important as the plan you're choosing as it is to choose a plan that you can stick to consistently over time day in, day out, month in and month out, one that keeps you motivated and disciplined to reach your goals. But can I tell you the truth? Can I be honest with you? Most people don't stick with the plan they choose. They don't. And it's not because the plan is broken. It's because money is emotional. And that requires discipline. And most people need help sticking to the plan. They need help writing a budget or sticking to a budget or the encouragement so that they can see the plan they've chosen through. Most people try to implement this plan by themselves and sometimes they give up because they've lost motivation and they've lost the ability, they've lost the confidence in themselves that they can actually reach this debt payoff goal. So I want you to choose a plan but consistently stick through with the plan, meaning coming back every single week and looking or every single month and looking at how am I doing? Was I able to send more money to debt this month? How much have I paid off now? How much do I have left? How many months until I'm able to get rid of this next loan? When you check in often, you're more likely to stick to your plan consistently and actually see it through. This episode is brought to you by my free debt-free roadmap. This roadmap gives you seven easy steps to follow that will set you up for success on your debt-free journey. I'm gonna be sharing the three most common mistakes holding people back from paying off debt so that you can avoid them. And you'll get more resources sent straight to your inbox each week. This is the exact roadmap that my husband and I follow to help us pay off over $111,000 worth of debt. And it's the same roadmap that has helped hundreds of other people also get started on their debt-free journey and make amazing progress. Paying off debt isn't always as simple as it seems. So you need a roadmap fast. You can grab yours by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can go to inspirebudget.com slash debt-free. Step three for paying off debt fast is probably and likely, I would I would argue the most important step, and that is, and the hardest step, I will also say that, and that is to develop money habits to support your goals. So if your goal is to pay off debt, or we talked about some of those other emotional goals and paying off debt will get you to those goals, you're going to have to create money habits that allow you to 
save more money and send more money to debt. So you're going to have to have money habits that look like having extra money left over at the end of the month for you to send to debt. It's simple, right? You just need to live on less than you make. If you make $5,000 a month and you want to send an extra $1,000 a month to debt, you need all of your bills, everything to come out to $4,000 so you can send that $1,000. It's math, but it's not always easy. So many people, myself included, can struggle with developing the good positive money habits that will help you actually get to the point where you reach debt freedom. So I know that this can be hard, but I'm going to give you three habits I want you to start now. Three habits that I want you to implement today. Get your pen and paper, write these down, because these are going to be habits that will help you and get you to your goals. And when you can make them a part of who you are, you're going to see better progress with your money. The first money habit I want you to implement in your life is to know your spending. I'm not talking just your expenses. I'm talking your spending on variable expenses. Expenses like restaurants, groceries seem to be, food is the biggest one that we tend to go overboard on. Clothing, online shopping, things that aren't set expenses like your rent or mortgage or your even your cable bill or internet bill, those aren't going to change any month. But I want you to know you're spending on all the variable expenses in your life, the ones that change from month to month. The reason why I want you to do that is because when you know you're spending inside and out, it helps you recognize your money patterns and the habits you have in place that you might not even be aware of. And the way to do that is to track your spending. I personally use Quicken. I'll link to it in the show notes, but you can use whatever way, essentially what I do is I literally track, I type in every single transaction that we make and I can look at it and say, okay, am I going overboard? Am I going overboard with shopping this month? Okay, well, why am I going overboard with shopping this month? And this allows me to understand my money habits, both helpful habits and harmful habits. So for instance, years ago, I had these terrible habits of walking into stores and I couldn't just buy one thing. I would spend hundreds of dollars on this teacher's salary, completely unaware and unplanned. Right. And so I had to recognize that pattern in myself and say, how can I replace this pattern that I've created in my life with something different? How can I disrupt this pattern and then replace it with something different? The only way I could do that was by knowing my spending inside and out. It can be really easy to not want to know your spending because maybe you don't want to face. Maybe you don't want to face your spending habits. But I think that if you want to make progress on your debt-free journey, you have to face your spending habits. So one of the money habits I want you to start now is knowing your spending. And you do this by tracking where your money is going. The second habit is to create money boundaries for yourself. Now that you know your money habits, now that you know where you tend to overspend, where you're tempted to overspend, it's time to set boundaries for yourself and your money. So one real life example is that years ago, I'm talking year 10, 10 years ago, I realized one of my money habits was going into Target and overspending like crazy. I was very tempted. I was... I had no self-control when it came to it. I would just throw things in my cart with my 
Starbucks latte and check out and just kind of hope that we had enough money to cover it. And I said, well, if not, we'll figure it out, right? That was one of my harmful money habits. Once I recognized that in myself, once I accepted that that was something I was doing consistently over time, it was a pattern, I then had to create a boundary for myself. Now, my boundary that I personally chose to enforce, this was no one told me I had to do this, it was my decision, was I actually had to have a Target detox. For months, I did not step foot in Target because I felt like this store had some sort of control over me. And I knew that I needed to detox myself of this store. Now that is a very elaborate, it's a very elaborate money boundary, but I knew myself and I knew that's what I needed. I needed to cut Target out of my life, not forever, but for a period of time. So that way I no longer felt the desires when I went in there. And then when I did, Once I did start going to Target again, I had very specific money boundaries in place. For instance, I never got a cart because I had a habit of just throwing items in my cart and checking out. So instead, I never got a cart. If I went into Target, I had to hold everything. This was back whenever we had little kids. So I would be like, hold a big box of diapers and anything else I needed to get. That kept me from having this big empty cart or vessel that I could toss my, what, what was tempting me into it. So that was another boundary. Once I reintroduced myself to Target, I never got a cart. Another example is I always went in with a list. I stopped browsing. I stopped walking up and down the aisles. So once you know you're spending, you recognize those money habits. Now we have to set money boundaries for yourself so that you can reach your goals, so that you can pay off debt, so you have more money left over every single month to make extra debt payments so you can say goodbye to debt forever. The third and final money habit I want you to implement starting now is to send extra money to debt right away. Now, if you have a decent amount of money in your emergency fund, several thousand dollars, maybe three months of very necessary expenses. To me, it is really helpful to once you have that extra money in your account, you pay off debt right away. You don't wait until the day before payday. So let me let me break this down for you. I'm going to share with you what our family did and then what I've seen other people do. So what our family did was we would be paid And as soon as we were paid, we would pay our bills and we budgeted and knew how much we needed for gas, groceries, restaurants, just any other life expenses. And then we saw how much money do we have left over. Let's say it was $1,500. We had $1,500 left over that month because we were paid monthly at the time. Okay, well, let's keep maybe $200 in our checking account to cover anything that might pop up over the next month. And let's send $1,300 to debt right away. Now, this did a couple of things. Number one, this helped us make progress because we were sending money to debt, a a good amount of money to debt. Number two, it, it helped us make progress because if that money was just sitting in our checking account, we would have found a way to spend it. If we had said, okay, well, we should have $1,300 left over at the end of the month. Let's wait and we'll just see. 
I can guarantee you that money would be much less than $1,300 because we would start justifying purchases throughout the month because that money was sitting in our checking account. So instead of letting that happen, we sent money to debt right away. We were able to do this because we had money in savings. So if something unexpected did happen, if it truly was an emergency, we could pull money out of savings to cover the cost of something. What I've seen other people do is they actually will wait until the day before their next payday and send anything extra to debt. And while that can also help you pay off debt, I truly believe that sending your extra payments to debt right away, you'll have a bigger impact because as long as you've written a budget, as long as you've planned it out, as long as you've given yourself a little bit of a buffer, like I said, that $200 left over, as long as you've given yourself a little bit of a buffer, I think that you're more likely to pay off debt faster because the temptation to spend that money in your account is gone. So there you have it, the three steps to help you pay off debt fast. Step number one is to get your family on board, and I gave you some tips on how to do that. If you don't have a family, you can get a partner or... If you don't have a partner, you can get a friend on board or another family member that maybe a parent or a sibling, just let them know what you're doing. The second step is to choose a plan that works for you and stick to it consistently. And the sticking to it consistently is the the hardest part of that and the most important part of that. And then step three, develop money habits to support your goals. Now you might be thinking, okay, okay, this all sounds good and great, but how do I know this is actually going to work? Well, Number one, it worked for us. This is exactly what we did. And I've actually helped hundreds of women make amazing progress on their debt-free journey in my exclusive membership. One of them is Jamie. I actually changed her name to Jamie just for privacy reasons. And she has paid off over $38,000 since starting the Inner Circle, which is my exclusive membership. And at the time of recording this, she actually only has $511 left to pay to become debt-free. So by the time this comes out, she will be debt-free. And she didn't do this because she makes a fortune, right? She doesn't. She did this because she found a method that worked for her and that she could stick to consistently. She didn't complicate it. She got the support and accountability she needed. She found a way to stick to her budget and she is going to become debt-free. And now, now that she's going to reach this goal, she's going to have so much extra money left over every single month to spend how she wants. Whatever she wants to do with that money, she can do. Whether she wants to invest it, whether she wants to save it for a vacation, whether she wants to gift it, whether she wants to, who anything, anything she wants, she can do because she has made amazing progress to pay off so much debt. So way to go, Jamie. At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question from Instagram. This one's from Lisa. She says, my mortgage rate is 3.25%. Should I pay down the mortgage or invest? I'm debt-free other than the mortgage. Now, I can't give you any investment advice, but I can tell you some things to consider. Let's talk about some things to consider. The mortgage rate is 3.25%. That's a really decent mortgage rate. You're debt-free other than the mortgage, so you have your mortgage payments. Now, to me, investing right now, historically, the stock market is going to give a 10% return historically. I think in actually 2021, at one point, it was up to like 22 
2% return or something crazy like that. So really investing in terms of percent, right, is going to give you back more money than you would save by paying off your mortgage faster. So ultimately you have this choice, right? Either one, I think would be a wonderful decision. I don't think you can go wrong necessarily with either one. I think it can be an emotional decision. If having your mortgage gone is this big burden, if your mortgage feels like this big burden and you want the joy of being mortgage free, that is a wonderful option. But if you're also sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of money saved for retirement. I'm not really set up there. I want to be able to retire. Maybe I could invest, then invest. Or live. we could live in a world where you could do both. If you have extra money left over at the end of every month, you could invest 75% of it and throw 25% to your mortgage. That's what's so wonderful about this is that you can make this what you want and you can also change your mind along the way. So if right now you say, I want to pay as much as I can to the mortgage and then Six months from now, you might say, oh no, I want to invest. You can change your mind. It doesn't have to be this rule that you follow forever. So really, I mean, I know for me personally, my husband and I, we actually just refinanced this past year our mortgage to a 15-year mortgage. And we did that so that we can pay off our mortgage faster. And now we are sending more money to investments. So I feel like we're almost doing a little bit of both, right? We're paying off our mortgage faster. We went from a 30-year to a 15-year. And now we're also sending more money to investments. So you can do both, Lisa. If you wanna become debt-free this year, if you're sitting here thinking, I am so sick and tired, of sending all of my hard-earned money to someone else, I know how you feel. And I truly believe that if you get started, you follow these three steps, you will make amazing progress on your debt-free journey this year. And who knows, maybe you'll actually become debt-free this year. Ultimately, I hope this podcast episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I will see you next week on Thursday, same time, same place. Bye.